Well, hello everyone. I am Matt Williamson and last podcast of the week, but I will come at you right after the Steeler game again for an immediate reaction as usual. Strange week with a Saturday, of course, but let's dig right in. I'm going to talk about when the Colts have the ball, go through a bunch of stats. I, I think that Porter matches up well on Pittman. I don't have a lot of faith in the Colts running game, so I don't think this is a terrible matchup for the Steelers, but the Colts averaged 5.2 yards per play for the season, and that's the same as over their past three games. Steelers give up 5-1 for the season, five or 5-3 five, for the season, 5-1 over their last three. Over their past three, the Colts are throwing the ball just under 66% of their offensive snaps. Only the Chargers, Jets, and Raiders are throwing at a higher percentage over their last three. This is a heavy, heavy 11 personnel team, third highest rate in the league. Steelers' defense faces 11, just under 54% of their snaps, though. Uh, Only two defenses see 11 personnel a lower percentage than the Steelers. Crazy. Only one defense has been in their nickel package with five defensive backs on the field, a lower percentage than Pittsburgh. I don't love that. Uh, I don't love that you're either heavy in base or light in dime and the linebacker problems making that worse, but they've been like that for a couple of years now. Uh, it's something I want to talk about probably in the offseason. Just two defenses allow a better completion percentage than the Steelers, but only five defenses are being targeted deeper downfield on average. Opposing passers are getting the ball out of their hands in 2.5 seconds against the Steelers. Just four defenses face a quicker time to throw. It's important. I mean, people are not holding the ball against the Steelers, especially lately. The Colts have had a quarterback under center for just 6.4% of their snaps. That's the second lowest percentage in the league. And they're just a heavy shotgun team. I'm not a huge fan of shotgun, but, you know, that's what they do. Uh, Gardner Minshew has attempted at least 39 passes in three straight games and in six game total and in six games total this season, despite Anthony Richards starting Richardson starting four of those games for his career, Minshew's 11 and 10 as a starting quarterback. He's an average, you know, uh, risky borderline starter, good backup type. Michael Pittman averages 9.8 targets per game for the season and has gotten 11 or more in four straight games. Over that four-game stretch, Pittman has 37 catches for 391 receiving yards. He now has eight or more catches in six straight games, the longest streak in the NFL, and he has eight or more in 10 out of 13 this year. Keenan Allen's the only player in the NFL with more targets this season than Pittman. Mentioned the Pittman-Porter thing. So Porter has shadowed DeAndre Hopkins, Amari Cooper, Jamar Chase, and Marquise Brown since week nine. And on a combined 100 of 128 routes run, including 91 out of 97 on the perimeter and nine from 27 in the slot. Now, I didn't include Dobbs on there because he started to follow Watson and then didn't, you know, when Watson got hurt. And I also didn't include the Patriots because they really don't have a number one receiver. But when facing Porter, Hopkins was held to four catches for 60 yards on 11 targets while Cooper had four catches for 34 yards on nine targets. Chase caught four passes for 81 yards on four targets. One of one or two was tipped. And Brown didn't catch a pass on his two targets when shadowed by Porter. Porter has played 92.5% of the Steelers' defensive snaps since the week six bye, compared to under 23% during the first five games of the season. 
Josh Downs could be in for a big game here, but he's been targeted five or fewer times in four of his last five games. Could be hitting a Ricky rookie wall, but slot receivers get a lot of production against Steelers. Alec Pierce is their true outside guy. His 10.1 target rate is only ahead of Van Jefferson amongst all receivers that have run 300 routes. They throw him bombs, basically, outside the numbers. The Steelers had, or the Colts had four tight ends play between 17 and 24 snaps last week. Indianapolis tight ends have caught a league low 53% of their targets this season. Kylan Granson is the only Colts tight end to hit 50 receiving yards in any game this year. So they just keep revolving tight ends. I mean, they, they, play, they, they cut them in and out of the lineup a ton. Steelers are allowing 92.6 yards per game to receivers aligned in the slot, fourth most in the league, and 10.3 yards per target to slot receivers. That's 31st. Again, slot receivers are eating the Steelers up. Ten different Steeler defenders have an interception this season, but no one has more than two. I think Minka gets one very soon. TJ Watt has at least half a sack in six of his last seven games and is currently second behind Khalil Mack in the NFL with 14 sacks this season. The Steelers are 36-16-1 and allow 19.6 points per game with Watt in the lineup since 2020. They are 1-9 and and allow 26.6 points per game without Watt in the lineup since 2020. Minshew's been blitzed on 36.6% of his dropbacks, which is second most in the league. People are coming after him. The defense is eighth in blitz rate at 34 and a half. I, I don't know if they'll have to come after him, but he has not handled blitz well at all. So taking a quick break, we'll talk about the running game. I'll give you my prediction. Zach Moss. He's played 54 of a possible 64 snaps last week. He was stuffed for no gain on three carries, took a loss on three more, and he had just three carries in that game of over three yards. Trey Sermon was the only other Colts running back with a carry against the Bengals. Moss has averaged 2.7 yards per carry or less in three of his last four games. He has been the starter the past two weeks and has generated just 79 rushing yards on 32 carries during that time with Jonathan Taylor sidelined. In these past two games, Moss has gotten over 86% of the backfield touches. And in each of the five games this season, he has played without Taylor. He's received 80 or more percent of the backfield touches. Moss has been contacted behind the line of scrimmage. On 52% of his carries this year, that's the third highest rate in the league. I don't think he's going to do much damage this game. The Colts could only muster 46 rushing yards last week and just 2.6 yards per carry. Only five defenses have allowed fewer rushing touchdowns this, Steelers, this, this season than the Steelers, just eight. How about this? With Cam Hayward on the field, Pittsburgh allows 3.5 yards per carry. And just 5.5% of the rushing attempts have gone for 10 or more yards. When Cam is off the field, either injured or you know, on the sideline getting a breather, it's 4.5 yards per carry and 11% of the rushing attempts go for 10 or more yards. Last thing here, the week since their week 11 bye, 
Indianapolis is converting just 22% of their third down. That third down attempts, that is worst in the league during that stretch. Frankly, I think the Colts are playing better than the Steelers, although they just got beat bad by Cincinnati. But I think this is a really bad matchup for Indianapolis. Uh, I think that the Steelers will run the ball. I don't think the Colts will. I think Minshew will get hit a lot. I have the Steelers winning this game 20-17. to 17. Their his- series history against the Colts is incredibly good. I think there will be Steeler fans there. I think the rest really works in their favor. They have nine days to prepare where the Colts only have six. I mean, they played Sunday. And they need it. I mean, it's a standalone game, a game that Tomlin should have this team really ready for. Turnovers worry me from both quarterbacks, to be honest with you. Both these guys are pretty reckless with the ball, and it could come down to that. But I think that's kind of a wash in terms of who's more likely to hurt their team from the quarterback position. So that's a wrap. I will be back post-game and chat this thing up. Hopefully it goes the Steelers' way. It is obviously a game they have to win.